0: chris gasper this is frank pelicone you were listening to episode 27 of the spin chagrin and last week's category was three-hour movie um so frank you want to go ahead and take over and explain to him um
1: uh your um failure right so i watched a three-hour movie a three-hour movie a three-hour movie i watched it and number one it took me two times like sitting through it because it was not a three-hour movie it was a three-hour and 40-minute movie so it was very long and I got to the end of it and I realized that I did not really have anything fun to say about this fucking movie like I can talk about it and we'll talk about it after we do um so spoiler alert I texted Chris on Saturday and I said you got to re-roll this shit because I can't talk about this three-hour movie and I'm not not watching another three-hour movie um, so he did and he re rolled, and I'll let him like go back and oh. reintroduce the podcast. But <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know how there could ever be one of the things I like about the spin is I get to watch stuff that I generally wouldn't watch because it ostensibly seems like terrible or ridiculous or whatever. So I don't know how anyone could make a three hour movie that would meet that criteria that wouldn't just be like nigh unwatchable because i watched some unwatchable shit but it only lasts for like 82 minutes you know like that's that's a snack like this is 227 minutes or whatever this movie i watched and it was um it was something else so Mm -hmm. so when you re-rolled what did you roll roger corman movie much easier to find something that meets my criteria um, so I've seen a lot of Roger Corman movies in my life. Um, Roger Corman is one of my favorite um Hollywood personalities, I guess. Film creators. I'm not sure like what you would call it. Um, he's been a director, he's been a producer, he's been an executive producer, he's written screenplays. And this is a man that's made been responsible for you know well over like a thousand films um and still actively is producing movies today so i've seen a lot of them but obviously with like that wide of a um, filmography like it's easy to find something related to roger corman that i haven't seen so i actually found a movie that i've wanted to watch for a couple years since i realized that it existed um it was watchable and had never brought myself to do it uh, so today we're going to talk about an unreleased film from 1994, which is um, the independent version of the Fantastic Four. Mm. Um, do you know the backstory of this? Are you familiar? Uh,
0: not really. No. I mean, I, I I read a little bit about it when um, Arrested Development. In that fourth season or whatever, um, that was on Netflix, kind of like was making fun of it a little bit and showed like a clip from it. But
1: um uh I I don't know a lot about it now. So man named I think his name is said Burned Eichinger, uh film like low budget film producer, had owned the rights for the Fantastic Four that he had bought from Marvel, and he was about to lose the rights in like '95, I think, or something. So in order to retain the rights so he could sell them to someone else, he had to make a movie. So he got with Roger Corman and they decided to make a low budget origin story for the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not 100% like the origin story of the Fantastic Four, uh, but it's close enough. So basically the movie opens with um, Victor Von Doom and uh, read Richards in college together and Richards and Ben Grimm are college seniors and best friends and science majors um, along with Doom so Doom and Richards have this project that they're working on and who knows what the fuck it is it's some ridiculous like pseudoscience sure. um, Richard lives in a boarding house that is run by uh, Mrs. Storm who is the mother of Sue and Johnny Storm who are both children in this movie, like, to start the movie. So, Mm -hmm. Sue Storm is, like, maybe, say, 10 years old or something like that. And Johnny Storm is, like, 8 or 9 years old. And Reed Richards, mind you, is, like, in his 20s because he's a PhD, like, graduate student. Right. So, Reed and Victor decide there's this giant comet that's coming through the, um, coming into Earth's orbit called Colossus. And they decide that they're going to use the colossus to kind of power their experiment but they really haven't tested anything and they're not really ready for it so of course like something happens and their project explodes and reed thinks that um, victor is killed and so 10 years passed okay so now reed is an established um scientist working at the Baxter building with his, you know, best friend, Ben Grimm. Mm -hmm. And they learn that the Colossus is coming back around and they, you know, they've continued to do this project. So um, Reed has this gigantic diamond that's going to power this machine that's going to help them go into space and do something ridiculous with this comet. So Ben Grimm's like, you know what we need? We need a team. Oh, and then at one point, so he's like, we need a team and he's like you know who needs to be on our team sue storm and johnny storm and reed's like what like they were they were children like they don't have any qualifications right and ben grimm's like let's just go back to the old boarding house and see him so they go in and johnny storm is now this you know like spunky like 18 19 year old hellraiser and um reed is a, is like oh i don't know you know i don't know if you guys are right and as soon as he starts to say it sexy sue storm comes walking downstairs mm. and she's like hi reed and he's like you guys are exactly what we need so then they're standing in the doorway and mother storm is like look at you guys such a fantastic four oh god so <laughs> oh man right <laughs> that's the name of the movie <laughs> it's crazy know. you'll find out later it's the name of their superhero team right so they're gonna go up into space um so ben runs into this blind sculptor woman um alicia masters who if you read the comics that's ben Grimm's like long time paramour in the comic book so he knocks over her statue and she freaks out but then he's so nice and he's like so kind about it she feels his face and she's like oh you know you're really a kind man um so that sets up their love story later so then you find out there's this like little gnome like man who lives with the homeless people and he has this army of homeless people called the jeweler who looks like the leprechaun from the leprechaun movies okay um and he wants to steal reed richard's giant diamond that he's going to use for this experiment So the night before they're about to go up into space, the jeweler breaks into Reed's lab and swaps the real diamond with a fake diamond. So when they're doing their experiment and they're up in space, um, having the fake diamond causes some energy surge that blows them up and they crash to Earth. So they're in this field and Reed and um, Ben are like, oh, my God, like everyone must be dead. But we're somehow unharmed and then like johnny storm and listen like all due respect to the cast of this movie um it's not very good uh alex Hyde white plays reed and is actually him and um joseph Culp, who plays uh doom are like the two highlights of this movie like they're the best performance everybody else is just kind of trash um so then Jay Underwood, who is the Johnny Storm character. That's the boy who could fly. Yeah. Comes skipping over this hill. Guys, we're live. We're live, guys. It's so great. And then, like, is, like, dancing around, like, pumping his fists, like, woo. Mm-hmm. And then Sue is like, well, what are we going to do? But they turn around and they can't see her. And they're like, uh, Sue, where are you? And she's like, I'm right here. And Reed's like, right where? And she's like, right here, Reed. And then all of a sudden you see Sue Storm's face like materialize, and Reed's like, Um, Sue, look down, and she, oh my god, I'm invisible. Right. So Reed then says, Calm down, baby. And his hand extends like an extra like six inches, and he reaches up and like caresses her face. And they're like, Oh my god, you're elastic. <laughs> so then Johnny Storm is like, Why are we freaks? What happened? And then his hands catch on fire and he lights a bonfire and he's like oh i'm such a freak so <laughs> nothing's happened to ben Grimm yet he's just normal ben grim dude like person so then it's nighttime um they light off a couple of flares and then all of a sudden it's nighttime and uh-huh. <clears throat> in the um in the dawning hours of the morning because reed's like you know what we all need is a good nap mm. so in the dawning hours of the morning um the helicopters land and johnny storm's like dancing and jumping and pumping his arms he's like yeah the helicopters were saved and behind his a, hands aren't on fire though anymore, no, right? no, no 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 behind a tree out comes the thing like oh. ben Grimm, but in his like orange rocky you yeah know, um persona he got hard yeah he he did indeed it doesn't say anything like that you pervert but that's that's in, indeed what it, what occurred um so the army guys are like oh we got to shoot this freak and reed is like no he's on our team and the army guys are like oh, okay cool so then there's a bunch of shots of ben and let me tell you like for a movie that costs like no money to make like the costuming is actually pretty decent and they actually have some animatronics in his face so when he talks like his mouth like moves and he has like expression and stuff mm-hmm. i mean it's not like anything great or anything but for 94 and for not costing anything it's actually pretty impressive like what they did so they take the um fantastic four back and they put him in containment because they're obviously um infected with something
0: <clears throat>
1: that they don't talk about because um they need to do tests on him. so ben Grimm is all really upset because he's a monster and how is anyone going to love him like looking the way he does um Marie is more pragmatic about it and um of course johnny is uh johnny's like all freaked out until he realizes that if he says flame on then he can control his flames to turn on but then if he says flame off like they'll turn off so you it's
0: see- hold on so they they have written this character to where it's like flame on and flame off like actually physically controls mm-hmm. the flames for him yeah that's his it's trigger. not just like a like, like kind a,
1: of like a funny like little yeah no, no, no. right it's 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 100 um what is occurring in this movie so then sue realizes that she can just somehow control her powers and you don't like it it just happens right it's like it's like the clapper you know around that time so it makes sense um so ben like can't reconcile himself with the idea that he's going to be a thing so ben runs away so simultaneously to all this happening you find out that um uh the shadowy figure known as doom who wears a mask and has armor and stuff has contract it was the one that contracted the jeweler to steal um the the diamond because he wants to use the diamond to power his own laser mm-hmm. um you know because he's still continuing their experiments as well you also find out that the jeweler is a fucking um sex predator and has fallen in love with Alicia Masters because she's blind and she might not see how ugly he is, and wants to kidnap her and make her his queen. Okay. Not that he has like a legitimized like <laughs> empire or kingdom or anything, but she's right. queen. Anymore.
0: Right, sure. So,
1: well, maybe it's it more in like the
0: modern vernacular, like of like you know. um Oh no,
1: no, no! She has a tr. Make... She she has a tr and everything, buddy. She's mm. like it just you like know. It's, it is like royalty, though. Okay, right. right. I mean, I guess it's the sovereign country of the hobos. That the jeweler is king of. Um, so anyway, so the jeweler steals the diamond, but he doesn't want to give it to Doom. So Doom comes to claim what's rightfully his with his gang. And um the jeweler has his gang, and Ben Grimm just comes there happenstance and is like, I'm too hideous to live in society. Can I be part of your team? And they're like, Oh, this is a good get for us. Like, this guy's like super tough. Like, he's, he's a perfect representation of our team. Um, so then they get in a fight, and Doom's like, um, what say you, Ben Grimm? Even though he's, like, a big rock monster, and how does he know that it's he's still, he's Ben still, Grimm? But he still knows who it is. Yeah, but Doom knows, like, right away that it's him. Right. So Ben Grimm's like, oh, I can't be a part of this shit. Um, I gotta rescue so he he leave, he runs away first of all oh no i'm sorry he turns back into like human ben grim because he gets scared um is that, he, that uh, No, no 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 okay. that's that's nothing has ever right. occurred to that is sent um so then he turns back into rock ben grim and reed has figured out that doom is like actually his so reed the genius he is they they know there's this villain called doom dr doom Mm-hmm. But no one makes the connection that it's Victor Tween. Von Doom <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> until Reed is like, you know what? My old colleague was named Victor Von Doom. Dr. Doom. It's him. He's alive. Yeah. Reed, um, Reed
0: Reed didn't write a program to figure it out.
1: So no, 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 no. Reed, 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 ain't doing nothing. Um, so then they're like, we have to go and like get the diamond back and stop, stop Doom and stop the jeweler and ben shows up as the thing like all orange again and he's like you can't do it without me and reed's like are you saying you want to join up again and ben's like yeah i'm part of your team and johnny's like yeah flame on And he's all excited did so, he really
0: flame on for the celebration
1: well just his hand i mean he, oh, doesn't, okay. really, he doesn't really do much more than that it, it's poor power um so then they go and they end up fighting doom let me tell you something of all the representations of dr doom that have been put to film Mm -hmm. by far this is the best representation. really it looks exactly like it's it's probably i mean it's just like i'm looking it up, just a costume or whatever but really well done like because they show them in the dark a lot so you don't really get to see a lot of the you know i'm sure like obvious oh, yeah i
0: see what you mean yeah no I, yeah uh-huh.
1: but it looks like him you know yeah, it's him absolutely um and he's the performance is decent you know he's got like the imperious you know what do you imagine in your head i think that doom would sound like yeah
0: i mean it's kind of cosplay but it works I right mean,
1: for again for a movie that costs no money and sure. is almost like 30 years old at this point a very very good job in that respect um so, obviously, like, they, you know, save the day and Ben saves Alicia and they're in love and they get the diamond back and Doom is defeated, but he's going to come back and get them because I guess they maybe intended a sequel to this movie. And that's it. Um, Here's what I'll say about Roger Corman, 100%. And he didn't direct this movie, but as executive producer, you can kind of see, like, his his fingerprints on him. Mm-hmm. This is a dude that knows exactly how much money he needs to spend to make a movie without spending a penny more that would cause him to lose money on the movie. But will always put some measure of artistry or care into everything he does. Like, they're not just, like, schlocky, like, one-off, like, cheapy movies. I mean, because you've seen the the Poe stuff, right? From him, Mm -hmm. the Vincent Price. Yeah, some of it, Yeah, absolutely. Like, The Raven and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, his... Mask of the Red, Red Death, Death and Fall yeah. of the House of Usher. Uh-huh. Yep. There are always things that have, I mean, like it's like purple prose, but it's like decent dialogue. And he tries to get people that are going to like put some effort into the role and he tries to film in a way that's interesting. I mean, this doesn't feel like one of the things that I, one of the genres that I hate is really low budget sci fi like the sci-fi channel original movies like mongolian death worm and sharknado and like all that shit sure because they always tend to feel like super not just cheap in the sense that you know they're like low budget but cheap in the sense that nobody cared enough to really put any effort or it was just like a joke kind of and i hate that shit like i we've talked about this a number of times in this venture. screen like if i feel like if somebody has truly put forth effort to really like put some care or artistry into a movie. Like I'll forgive a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the case here. I mean, Johnny storm is terrible. Um, Ben Grimm and Sue storm are serviceable. Although Sue doesn't really do anything except say, I love you Reed," And he says, of course, I love you too, Sue. Um, and it's really kind of gross that she was in love with them when she was like 10 and as soon as he sees her, like, at 20, he's a hubba hubba. And right. he's got to be, like, 33. I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with, like, a yeah. like there's a May-November relationship. But at the same time, it's, like, kind of weird that, like, this is a kid that used to babysit, you know? yeah, yeah I understand what you mean. Like, a little but weird that it's, like, he I actually think I actually think that's canon. I'm pretty sure that, like, Reed knew Sue and Johnny when they were children when he was in college in the comics, I think. Like, that's how they came to be part of his um his group of whatever. I can't remember how they did the Ultimate stuff back So anyway, the, like, so yeah. the sets are not great, but they're filmed in a way. Like, they use, like, really good lighting. So, you know, it kind of, like, hides. They, they always use lighting to hide, like, a lot of their inconsistencies in terms of their costuming and their set design. And ultimately, like, it works kind of, you know, and it's if they would have had like maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars more in 94 to really do some good special effects and really put some like effort into the costuming and make the thing a little more like imposing you know with like a better costume and um maybe had like more money to hire a better writer to like write the script i actually think this would have been a really good movie it definitely is a better movie than the other two fantastic four movies like by far like as an introduction to the fantastic four it does way more to set them up in the traditional sense that you think of you know richards and the storms and ben right like as actual characters and you know uses their backstories like all of it is it's fine like it all does it exactly the way that it should and it's interesting and you know it's goofy at times and definitely like not like a great movie but it's also like a much better movie than it deserves to be so right i think it's really crazy that um marvel was just not interested in this movie ever coming out hmm. and really like the only reason it was made again was to retain a copyright so it's like yeah i mean movie. i think
0: i saw here where corman said it was never meant to be released yeah i
1: mean yeah but in, it's on youtube for free um it's like an hour and 39 minutes or something like that oh so no stan lee said that he said it was never intended to be released apparently the cast and crew did not know that though well because they put their all into it right like they really there's look no offense to the boy who could fly but it's a terrible performance like it's by far oh, sure. the most egregious performance in the whole what's
0: movie. funny is um when i was looking up doom um
1: there was like a nerdy
0: fact here in the images um apparently uh ruffalo auditioned to play that dr doom in 1994 um, it would have been good at it and then um the other thing I saw is Patrick Warburton apparently auditioned to play
1: Ben Grimm. um in oh, he would have been really good too it would have been better than um the Ben Grimm they had um because he's he's okay like that that performance is okay um the guy that plays Reed um is actually like puts a lot into it and is I think the best part of the film him and doom and the guy that plays the jeweler um is pretty decent too in the sense that like um you know he just like trying to make him somewhat sympathetic character where he's just a guy who by circumstance like you know lives in a van down by the river and right yeah so yeah so much better than i thought it would be um it was something where i remember reading about it in wizard magazine um you know in whatever 93 when it was under production, um, but yeah, I was actually pretty pretty happy to finally be able to see it. Hmm. So cool. Where was that at? You know, it's just on YouTube. It's free. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because you there's you can't release it, Mm -hmm. but there's no like copyright on it either. So it's never going to get taken down, but but it's also, you know, like never going to be released officially. So it's just right. That makes sense. Yeah huh all right well i mean
0: look i mean you already talked about it yeah those fantastic four movies are terrible um we're in agreement there um i don't know if we're in i I don't
1: know the 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 first two the first two fox movies with alba and um what's his name uh the commission whatever um yes michael chickles those movies are fucking god awful they're terrible and they're everything that's wrong with superhero movies until Marvel kind of figures out the formula.
0: Okay, 28% are on tomatoes, so we're not hurting a lot of people's feelings probably.
1: The 94 one is very much in the mindset of the older action-y superhero movies. So it's a very... very, sticks very close to the story as much as possible. Um, It replaces like Mole Man with this jeweler character and but you know it's like it's it's trying to stay within it's not trying to do anything weird they wear like the costumes that are the white and blue with the four in the middle Mm. which doesn't even make any sense because they don't decide to call themselves the fantastic four until like after their you know the mother calls them that until like 15 minutes left in the movie reads like well we are the fantastic four right and like "Ah, let's (laughs) wear these costumes right um i think the 2000 and Thirteen, right 15 2015 Mm -hmm. fantastic four had a tremendous amount of potential that was just ruined by a lot of like missteps and again like that's that's
0: that's that's even worse that's at a nine and 18 percent like because it's audience
1: like score it's so completely wrong-headed in the way it approaches number one i don't know why nobody can get doom right like doom writes himself and there's so many like good examples from the comics to pull from with stories with Doctor Doom. Right. You know, just fucking like that's what makes that's why Marvel is so successful because Marvel takes the best stories from you know a hundred or eighty years of friggin' comic books mm-hmm. and just like liberally plucks from them to take the stuff that's the coolest or the most interesting, and then you know, they just go with it. God, I mean,
0: I've never seen that 2015 when Ben looks terrible in that fucking movie. Jesus, look, everything
1: looks terrible in that movie, it's yeah. awful. But the problem is, is that there's some really, really cool ideas in like concept, and there's some good scenes too, like the scene where so Doom. Gains like this, like Akira esque power to like blow shit up and like manipulate energy and reality or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking dumb. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. But I watch it, um, it. Like it's it's. I can't. What what's that director's name? Um, Josh Trank. Yeah, Trank. Attack the Block is a good movie. And. Right he does some good things in this movie it's just like such a stupid story and so completely wrong headed in terms of the fantastic four it's that problem that a marvel movies suffer, suffer from this too where it's like just you've got these villains just use this huge swath of like marvel villains that have existed for you know whatever 70 years you don't got to make up like the doom is infected by particles from this crazy ass like slime planet right. yeah like it's just so dumb and then he's like oh, i'm going to destroy everything like no that's not what dr doom is doing this right. yeah. is like dr doom is an aristocratic asshole who gets disfigured in a lab incident and then becomes the ruler of a frigging like autocratic country where he's the despot that actually cares about his people there's mm-hmm. your story and then you somehow Something happens with the Fantastic Four, blah blah blah. Right. You don't got to make him some weird ass like Metal Face mutant or whatever. Like it doesn't mean make any sense. Sure. So yeah. anyway, so well, if you I have, mean, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get a good Doom
0: here in the next like three or four years, probably. Oh yeah, like. definitely.
1: Um, did you hear? Did you
0: hear about the Howard Stern like the 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 clickbait on the Howard Stern news as Doctor Doom?
1: No, I heard Howard Stern wants to run for president though.
0: Oh, um, well. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> he wants to run for president he's playing dr doom like um yeah it got like leaked like somehow that he was like involved like in playing dr doom and apparently he's doing a voice for some i think animated like thing but people were trying to like clickbait it as he as if he were cast as um dr doom in the marvel like mcu stuff
1: just i just mean out. that's ridiculous yes but. Right. yes it was just um it just just broke the other day so look if i'm not gonna say this is a great movie but if you've got like time to kill and you have any interest in kind of like the history of abandoned films or unreleased films i mean it's it's kind of cool to watch a movie that's never been officially released in in theaters and it was never meant to be seen and for a long time was almost like a myth in terms of the fact that you know you could find like bootleg copies at conventions um this is not like a good transfer or anything because there's no official transfer to the movie but it's worth watching if you enjoy like the characters and you you know have like a little bit of time to kill yeah. so
0: so was a chagrin score to give that
1: it's like a four i mean it's not a great movie but it was fun to watch and i enjoyed it and i definitely appreciated all the effort that went into it um on the parts of the cast and the you know creators and stuff yeah so you have any ideas on
0: who should play Doom? Just curious. A couple of nights came to mind as I was like sitting here, like just thinking
1: about it. This is going to sound ridiculous. Yeah. Um. If it was like 10 years ago, I would say like Dolph Lundgren would be a good Doom.
0: Because
1: hmm. he's got the size and he's got the voice and... Right. Um... You wouldn't have to see him emote too much because he'd be behind a mask, so sure. I think he could do it well. Right. Um, I actually think that somebody like... Uh, there's another ridiculous one, but I wouldn't mind seeing like Erdress Elba play Dr. Doom because there's another voice that could just like... Like, that's what she... Because it doesn't really matter in terms of or look what they look like yeah. it matters their size yeah and their ability to like speak in this sort like if you want them to be behind the
0: in in the actual outfit or costume or
1: whatever 100 you cannot do dr doom without putting them in that outfit i mean it's iconic it's easy Oh, I understand.
0: No, no 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 what i'm saying is that like somebody another actor could do that like just like they have done stuff before where somebody else is in the outfit and somebody else doing the voice you
1: know and yeah i would prefer for the same person i think it works do best it. that way yeah. because then like the physical emoting um rings true with like the voice and stuff and you don't have any like disconnect yeah. there yeah i mean you can get away with it with vader because vader is so like yeah.
0: they they do that on um oh damn it what's the fuck what's the, the hbo series that i tell you about doom patrol yeah um they do that with the um the one character that's under a mask, not the Brendan Fraser character, but the other one that like um is like can fly and shit like that and has the alien inside of him. Um the entity. Um they do that because uh Matt Bomer is doing the voice of it, but the actor there's a different actor underneath like doing the things. And it's like so obvious if you know Matt Bomer, like that guy's watched Matt Bomer act before and is mimicking things that he does. So it's actually a really interesting thing. I would never have known had I not looked it up that it was not him under that mask. Um, you're not going to like my suggestion, the, one, the, the main one that I thought of. You're really not going to like it.
1: Tell me. Adam Driver. No, that's fine. I think Adam Driver has the right voice for it and has the right size he has the elocution um yeah.
0: necessary and stuff like that i think
1: yeah you think about him like when he's being like emo kylo Correct. ren right the other one too that i just thought of is um ron perlman oh yeah like especially if you don't ever really need to see him because you could sure. you know play him once you put him behind the mask at the age doesn't matter you know at that point you're right whatever sky's the limit
0: Yeah, I mean, um, if you're going to do stuff with an origin story where it's like you're going to see him as Victor Von Doom at some point, like, I mean, again, you could hide it if you wanted to, but it's like you know, you probably want somebody the comparable, like in age, like in their like forties or something like that. To who I'm assuming, what's his face is going to play continue to play Reed, so, um,
1: yeah, I don't know. You get um.
0: Who else
1: no i was just thinking about the rest of the the cast um, you get chris evans to come back and play johnny storm again let's play all the characters um <clears throat> that's actually to me one of the funnier things and uh one of the funnier like current memes is um how can john krasinski play two characters in the marvel universe and it shows um uh, the Asian guy that plays in that one episode when Jim and Pam convinced Dwight that um, Jim is actually Asian. Have you ever uh, seen that? Yes, I have. Yes. And that's the guy that plays um, the one S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in uh, right. WandaVision right, yeah, and yeah. some other stuff. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Um, so what was this uh, three-hour
1: movie? So I watched um heaven's gate and i had seen heaven's gate forever i don't know so many years ago um and did not enjoy it and i think part of the reason i didn't enjoy it was because for so long 1980
0: drama right like yeah
1: so for so long it had been kind of like derided as being um trash mostly Mm -hmm. um like it's generally considered to be one of the worst movies ever made for a long time by critics um there's a one hour and like 50 minute cut um that was what was released so the movie came out the movie's again three hours and 40 minutes long ridiculous um Bombed in the theaters like costs an exorbitant amount of money at the time, like 44 million dollars, and completely bombed. Um, so okay,
0: fucking Camby Vincent Camby of the New York Times, um, said that it's something quite rare in movies these days an unqualified disaster, comparing it to a quote forced four hour walking tour of one's own living room.
1: <laughs> I'll get to that that's not necessarily like inaccurate criticism um so this movie comes out and it bombs completely it's overlong it gets completely destroyed critically um so the studio goes back and recuts the movie into like under two hours i believe like definitely like tremendously shorter than what was released originally but it doesn't help any like they re release it in theaters no still nobody cares about it so in the past like 20 years there's been a reassessment of this movie um where people have come to like really find it to be you know enjoyable and like worthy of um you know critical praise like it's it's I think BFI ranked it in like the top 100 American movies of all time. Mm. Um, Directed by Cipriani, is that how you say his name? The guy that directed Deer Hunter. Um, Another one of my least favorite fucking movies of all time. Um, Cremini, maybe? Anyway, that dude. Um, I think it's Chiamini or something like that. Yeah, that might be right. It doesn't matter. Fuck him. Chiamini. So I've only ever seen the shorter version of this movie um, you know, that is derided pretty much as being Michael Chimino. Chimino. Thank yeah. you. Um, that's, that was derided for a long time as being like terrible and like unwatchable. And I did not enjoy it. So I figured, okay. So I got to watch a three hour movie. I can watch this movie and finally like see the full version of it. It fits the criteria perfectly, even though it's kind of cheating because I've seen like the shorter version. I didn't hate it right and it's it's runtime is absolutely inexcusable there's no reason for the runtime to be what it is but that being said it's one of the most gorgeous movies I've ever watched in terms of the scenery and the setting and the way that he films like the old west i mean it's 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 a western at heart it's it's basically like the ultimate like manifest destiny movie in a lot of ways um the problem is that so the movie stars chris christopherson and john hurt are the two main male leads and these are two guys that were harvard roommates um hurt was always like this bon vivant like kind of like semi-drunk poet and christopherson was always this like serious like lawman kind of guy so 20 years later or whatever they're out in the wilds of montana and there's these land barons who are at war with um these like russian immigrants and they're basically trying to kill them so that's the premise of the movie mm-hmm. very much um I said this to you off air, but I I feel like a very large influence on Deadwood, both in terms of like the costuming and the dialogue and just the general look of it. Um, there's horror stories of what is it, Cremini, um, on set where like they he forced them to build these like sets from scratch and there was one point where he was looking at the street and he was like oh this street isn't wide enough and they were like okay well you know if we need to widen the street we can take down one side of the sets and then rebuild them like x number of feet away like six feet further out and he said no you need to tear down both sides of the set and build one side three feet further this way and one side three feet further that way and it's, like, shit like that. And there's so much attention to that detail. And I think that he's so invested in the story. The word I... When I was talking to you, I said it was luxurious, right? Mm-hmm. Which means, like, overly dedicated to your wife. but And mm-hmm. that's, like, he's so in love with what he's created. Mm-hmm. It's not even self-indulgent. It's, like, precious. Like, he... I mean, there are so many fucking scenes in this movie that last, like, 15 minutes of a bunch of unwashed fucking... Like Ukrainians or whatever, dancing jigs and shit, and like hooting and hollering, right? And so fuck. So
0: Joe Queen and um,
1: wrote a book that I really
0: like from the nineties called Basalmic Dreams. Um, he reviewed this movie and said that this is this is as he's called the worst movie that had been made up until the time of like that it came out. And said, this is a movie that destroyed the director's career. This is a movie that lost so much money it literally drove a major American studio out of business. This is a movie about Harvard-educated gunslingers who face off against Eastern European sodbusters in an epic struggle for the soul of America. This is a movie that stars Isabel Hubbard as a gun-toting cowgirl, uh, shotgun-toting cowgirl. This is a movie in which Jeff Bridges pukes while mounted on roller skates. I want to hear about that. This is a movie that has five minutes of uninterrupted fiddle playing by a fiddler who is also mounted on roller skates yeah
1: this is a movie that defies belief that was like his, his major comment on the yeah the fid- he said five minutes for the fiddler yeah dude it's like 12 minutes <laughs> it's a really long song like he's playing and because what it is is like i guess they had the camera on like a rolling dolly and the fiddler is like Continuously like skating at the camera, and the dolly's like in front of him, like doing these like swoops. Like you can't see my hands through the podcast, but it's like, like oh, here comes and it's swoop, like oh, and he's got this goofy ass look on his face. Um, yeah, bridges, bridges just pukes. It's there's nothing really to it. He's just like he's overly excited, I guess, and then he vomits. I don't know.
0: I'm I'm not like i guess i'm
1: not educated
0: enough on the old west there was roller skates back then
1: so in montana they had built this large like these rich people in order to kind of like build some class created this large like dance hall place i don't know if roller skates existed but let me tell you something that if it's in this movie i 100 percent guarantee that it's like historically accurate to the time period um so they is have that, this big, that
0: why eber says there's no primary colors in this movie is oh no so accurate Dude, so
1: to... the first the first 30 minutes is them in, at harvard like graduating mm-hmm. and it's hurt giving this big like speech that like calls back like chaucer and shakespeare and like lock and he's making all these references and people are like cheering and it's about you know our destiny is in our hands and it lasts for fucking like 18 minutes and it's all sepia tone like Uh he films the whole thing in sepia because i and i was thinking like okay like this is supposed to be and mind you they make no effort to make christopherson or her look like you know 20 somethings like, they look like 40-something-year-old men. Like, it's 100%. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't right. know. It's a lot of natural light. And it's incredibly beautiful when it works. The problem is that it doesn't always work. And a lot of times, because he's so, like, note-accurate in terms, I, I, I'd imagine, in terms of, like, the way things looked. Like when you see a train with a bunch of immigrants riding on it, everything's just brown. It's right. just a bunch of brown. And when they're out on the fucking, like, you know, feet, like, um, planes or whatever, it's just yellow. And everything is just like this pale yellow. Mm-hmm. The most beautiful things are when they're in the mountains or by the rivers or whatever. And that stuff is amazing. Um, really beautiful cinematography, um, in this movie. <clears throat> well, now when
0: something that, do with mountains comes up, you can't watch this movie.
1: I know. Well, thank God, I I got something for that though Trust. Okay,
0: me. so uh, just a quick update. The roller skates were first used on a London stage performance that that's known in 1743. The re- inventor wasn't recorded. So in 1760 john joseph merlin is credited credited as the inventor of the roller skate they're not quite like the ones that like are used today but by um basically 1876 you have the four wheels and you have the toe stop so it's like so they were just invented really kind of yeah like the in, in the modern
1: form yeah um so anyway it's funny that they said that isabel huppard is a what is the shotgun, shotgun toting? toting cowgirl. She's a she's a madam that runs a whorehouse. Thank you. She's not a shotgun toting cowgirl. She's a
0: Does she have a shotgun at some point? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she, she shotgun toting.
1: Oh this is a war movie, too, just so you know. This is about like This <laughs> is about at all. Like the Johnson Johnson County War or something. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Johnson County War. Um, which is basically so in essence in real life there was this dispute between it was about you know it was about like eminent domain and land rights and these immigrants it's it's scintillating right Right. that's all
0: i can think is like this is exact this is like episode one of star wars like where everybody just wants to see right it's like about like you know like
1: taxation and shit yeah
0: right like trade trade like agreement. so
1: sam waterston plays this guy Canton, who's a slimy fuck who basically wants to hire mercenaries to murder all these like leaders of these immigrant groups so that people will get scared and leave sam so, sam
0: waterston the movie about eminent domain that is right right
1: <laughs> i i honestly think it's more of a movie about manifest destiny if, if we're being like sure. you know nitpicky I'm but anyway scared. I'm just fucking with you at this point like there's,
0: there's also a lot movies. of
1: like really violent animal death in this movie too I would warn you mm. um to the point where this movie is the reason why the American Humane Association um is on set for any movie that uses animals and why mm. you have the disclaimer
0: Jesus. that no
1: animals were harmed during the filming because they got sued because this horse breeder let their Arabian horse like be used for this movie and they fucking blew it up with dynamite or something. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, he was crazy. There's like a legitimate <laughs> cockfight in this movie. There's a cockfight in this movie that lasts for like, like eight minutes. Does Chimino like work after this? Uh, he does a couple things, but not really. I'll yeah. look it up. Right. Um, and everything just it goes on forever. And it's like there's no point. Like I don't know what I was talking to you about the other day about how like something we were we were talking about some movie, and I said that it's just like you could take this out and this out, and it would still be a fine movie because it serves no purpose. Like, maybe it was a TV show or something, but anyway, we were talking about something. That's exactly the case here. Like you could take. I don't remember what I hated about the cut, and I think maybe I was just being a pretentious snob because I used to read a lot of critics when I was younger, mm-hmm. and saying like, oh well, you know. Um oh this movie is one of the worst movies ever made fuh, fuh, fuh. um i don't know what like you could take out so many scenes in this movie that serve no purpose like the dancing and the singing right and and here's the other thing too this is the second 3 hour movie i started a 3 hour movie and i couldn't watch it because it was the same thing but even worse it was a fucking tree of wooden clogs on the criterion channel uh-huh. which is like, like a 3 hour and 2 minute movie from 78 Mm. That use like it's filmed in the Italian countryside, and it's about um, it's a coming of age story about this kid like growing up in whatever like rural Italy. But they used locals as actors, and so you have scenes that's like five minutes of somebody like grinding a mill or mm. like sorting potatoes or something. Uh, the fuck am I watching? Right. It looked really nice, but and then anyway, and no. No, um, you you know what's real fucked up though. That's just shit that people (coughs) watch on
0: TikTok now. It's just like somebody like doing something like that. So it's fine. So if
1: somebody's doing it for like you know, a minute and a half, I can take it. Like I'll watch it. When it's three hours of that, and this movie, oh man! And you know what the shame of it is? Is like listen to this fucking cast. It has Chris Christopherson, Christopher Walken. John Hurt, Sam Waterston, Brad Dwarf, Isabel Hubbard, Oh, what the, Joseph the, Cotton. You got all
0: robotic, Frank. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know. Either. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Am I still a robot? Yeah, you're still a robot. Okay, we're back with normal Frank. Not sound like a robot now. I stopped it just to fix, so we could fix it. Go ahead,
1: Frank. I'm gonna go back. <clears throat> oh, oh, now, now you got a fraud. <laughs> hey, right, now I'm dead. <laughs> So, Chris Christopherson, Christopher Walken, John Hurt, Sam Waterson, Brad Dorff, Isabel Hubbard, Joseph Cotton, Jeff Bridges, Mickey Rourke, Jeffrey Lewis. I mean, there's like... Right. It's a great cast. There's really great performances in it. The chemistry between Christopherson and Hubbard is actually really good, even though it's kind of weird because he's a grizzled old man, but mm-hmm. apparently, like, John Hurt had so much free time that he went and filmed Elephant Man like in between takes on this movie and that's not even a joke like he was able to leave montana go film elephant man and come back before they needed him again for a scene right because there was so much delay yeah. and this is where um christopherson started like really like playing music because he had so much time on set and they had this like these you know musicians that they had on retainer for scenes that they would just sit there for like every day they wouldn't let him leave so he started playing music with them and it's where he like Really like honed his skills as a performer, so it's I don't know it one hundred percent. I think is the reason why you see much less creator controlled long form films. You know, like you don't have as many, um, like um, what is it? Fucking uh, Doctor Zhivago or mm-hmm. um and it's just it it shortens up and there's many the number of directors that are given carte blanche because it's him and it's also um uh what's his name is the other guy that's kind of credited with um uh destroying like the director hal ashby is the other one because Mm -hmm. he was such an asshole so like these guys who were just so precious about their ideas and stuff with no oversight and like 100% like carte blanche editorial control movies just aren't for them you know what I mean like a movie needs to be something that has immediacy and has intrigue and can draw your interest and it's like that fucker that did the um what is it drive my car or whatever it's called that movie that was nominated for an oscar yeah Uh yeah like he's got like a five and a half hour movie that's apparently like one of the most like boring ass things ever and has like Mm. almost no action in it and it's like that's the kind of people that should not be making movies and i made this point to you and i don't know if this is approvable or whatever but i wonder if that is what kind of drove certain people into making like long-form television instead of going into movies like people like david simon and david chase and right um you know people the people behind the sopranos and the wire and deadwood and even stuff like um carlton cues and whatever like doing lost you know you can tell you can spread a story over fucking you know 100 hours of television or 60 hours of television or whatever and tell whatever you want and it doesn't matter because you know, no one's going to have to be forced to sit there and watch it in one sitting. Although anymore with like streaming services, that's just what we do anyway, I guess. But right. Um I would never suggest anyone watch this movie, honestly. Um, Even though I think it's a beautiful movie and there was a lot of things that I was impressed with in it. Like, it's just not worth your time. Like, it's, it's so long and it's so... And I i don't understand how where this reassessment came from because it's like maybe some kind of like almost you know mea culpa to the dude because he got destroyed and people like deer hunter for some reason but um do you know when that reassessment (laughs) started taking place sometime in in the the 2000s i think i think it was i think it's the bfi top 100 american films so that might be in the late 90s somewhere yeah um late 90s early 2000s would be my guess i don't feel like looking it up right either, yeah
0: but. okay yeah so uh, april 2011 on timeout selected heavens gate's 12th greatest western of all time um scorsese there's no date on that when he said it was an over had it overlooked virtue's uh 2003 apparently uh let's see 2012 is when it was released to soak up a claim as the director's cut
1: um i mean here's the thing is that it does have some really great elements to it like and it truly truly did not deserve the amount of like vitriol that it received mm -hmm. just because it was people piling on you know what i mean it's like one of those things where there's like how everyone said how great fucking king kong was until like people actually like were out of range of somebody else in the scene i was like man that movie shit Right. Which is why, like nobody cares about that movie anymore. This is mm-hmm. the opposite of that, where sure. like so many critics were like immediately, you know, bashing this movie that everybody just felt like bashing this movie was the yeah. thing to do, and it's it's unwarranted. But it also isn't a good movie. Sure, you know, it's it's way too long. It's way too boring at points. Um, it's not a good western. Like that's a really bad assessment because it doesn't have enough interest or pacing or action to be a good western um and honestly like the animal death is um is pretty terrible right. in this movie, honestly so he ends up doing he does another movie the same oh no he just
0: co-writes that um director wise he does a movie in 85 called the year of the dragon have you ever seen that um, i don't know Mickey, i Rourke. Um, I feel like I've seen it
1: because I, I saw the Mickey Rourke thing, and I was like, I think yeah. I've seen this movie. And
0: then the Sicilian—that sounds really funny, actually. Like Christopher Lambert is um, some sort of like mobster in a based on a Mario Puzo novel. Well, if Lambert is doing it, it's got to be good. Yeah. And then Desperate Hours also—it's a neo-noir that I'm not familiar with whatsoever. Um, starring. Uh, mickey Rourke, um and anthony hopkins and mimi rogers um and then um he does su- the sun chaser which i have seen oddly enough and is one of the worst fucking movies i've ever seen in my entire nice. life um absolutely goddamn terrible with uh woody harrelson and john sada um where john sada plays this like really like uh Stereotype portrayal of um of this like carjacker. Um it sounds like amazing. That. Yeah. Um yeah. He's half Navajo. Um and he discovers that he has one or two months to live and decides to like escape, like you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I know that.
0: And, and he like carjacks basically, like Woody Harrelson and Yeah. Know, that movie's trash and then they like bomb and shit (sighs) um awful but so what just out of curiosity because you talked about it long enough i'm co listening this thing like what was your
1: chagrin for um heaven's gate it'd be a seven okay i mean i didn't like absolutely hate it and there were things i really liked about it but yeah i very much was not happy watching this movie for long stretches of time yeah that makes sense
0: all right, so let's go ahead and spin this wheel uh, for the week and share the screen. There we go. Sounds really loud. Alright. Snakes attack. With an exclamation point. That was how I guess was, that, that was how it was sent to me. Snakes attack. Um is the category. So
1: you gotta, you gotta come up with a snake movie. Oh my god, I just saw the wheel. I never am supposed to see the wheel. <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: what 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 did you say hold on no i want to know what what's the cat one category you saw where you're like oh shit i
1: something something i know you fucks put on there to make me angry yeah yeah
0: i don't i don't know what that is it's a car sequel Uh, (laughs) yeah it's because it doesn't have enough words um i realized when i was making the wheel that i just had to like add extra words to the category to make it smaller so if you saw it you would never be able to actually see it but I didn't do that with the car sequel
1: so that's on the wheel <laughs> <Motherfuck>. <laughs> there's worse shit than that I think what it what I've already forgotten what this category is snakes attack snakes snakes on a plane um never no, snakes attack
0: right snakes attack <sighs> attack is off the list okay resave that all right this was your category man whatever i know i know what movie it's gonna be it's uh, fine. Uh, what you have movies like decided for all these categories that you picked already haven't you well right, right. You
1: okay i mean i at least had an idea right. there's actually there's actually three movies that could fit in here that i've never seen before so We'll figure out which one gonna be I need to like just slightly tweak a couple of your categories
0: to like further specify like at least like two of them um just just so it's like you have to like be thrown off or justify in some way whatever you have picked for it.
1: Don't we feel like that's kind of cheating in a way though you know
0: <laughs> we like you mean the royal we like yeah yeah um. I, mean, I mean the royal we definitely feels like it's cheating. <laughs> I, um, because I was just looking at jungle antics and it's like, how can I redefine jungle antics, um, to like force you to watch, like, um, uh, whatever that fucking Tom Holland, like, video game adaptation is that comes uncharted? out uncharted yeah uncharted next week i think comes out on netflix it's like how can i like just jungle headaches <laughs> <laughs> to get you to watch
1: like uncharted why would you want me to watch uncharted i you think it'd be hilarious you're gonna watch uncharted anyway because you're such a fucking uncharted mark that's look it's true that i'll
0: probably end up watching that just like i will eventually end up watching the man from toronto um or whatever the fuck else comes out like that is like topping the list and is looks really bad um I'm a, I'm a sucker for that like let me watch ryan reynolds and the rock you know i mean um so I will watch it, but it, like this movie looks terrible, like compared to the video games.
1: Do you deny that you're a dead or, al- or that you're a um dead? <laughs> no, I'm an un- a dead
0: <laughs> that you're an uncharted mark. I am an uncharted mark. Um, but I do not think this these movies look good. What is good is the 15 minute like little like um thing they put together that's on YouTube with Nathan Fillion um playing uh nathan drake um like that was like done like five years ago or something like that um that's really cool um because he's like the perfect person to actually like play that character um because he's like you know in his 40s or something (laughs) and not like 23 years old um
1: fucking marky mark playing fucking sully fucking ridiculous see i've never played those games i don't care so, what you played? You played one. I played the first one and I hated it. I remember you playing the second one because I Okay, maybe play. I played the second one and I hated it. <laughs> I played one of them and I hated it, but I've only played one. <laughs> you, you you did the one with the
0: airplane, right?
1: I did the one where the opening set piece is you climbing up a bunch of crates like into a plane.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah fucking hated i remember, I remember you I, yeah, I remember you like talking on the plane yeah and i thought you were talking about this other plane thing <laughs> and you were like no 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 you were talking about the beginning <laughs> and it's like oh well the, oh there's another plane thing and you're like jesus <laughs> you were like really upset by the fact that there was another plane sequence
1: <laughs> um, i'm so oh. upset i don't ever want to play those games again yeah yeah they're not your thing they're not my thing No, they shouldn't be anybody's thing of course it can be somebody's thing just not mine <laughs> all
0: right so next week we will do snakes attack you already have your movie figured out because you've like rigged the wheel mm-hmm. in your favor um this is why like you don't like actually f- like end up like um wanting to do the categories that aren't your categories because you don't you have to figure out what you
1: a three think. hour movie is not an interesting <laughs> category. That's that's a bad category. Oh no,
0: you you just talked about it for about
1: like you know like 25 minutes. I thought it was pretty interesting <sighs> nice here. I didn't think it was interesting. <laughs> and I had to sit through it. Everything's more interesting in hindsight when you don't have to deal with it. All that's right. why people like history. You know, nobody wants to live through war, but everybody wants to talk about how awesome it is, like hundred years later. Mm.
0: That's true. All
1: right, so we'll be back next week with a snake
0: movie or some shit like with From Frank. So thanks for listening, everybody. Deuces.